Hi, I'm George Norrie, and welcome to the new iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Like us on Facebook, tell your friends, and share us with everyone. This is an exciting new network that will feature podcasts of the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained. Now please sit back and enjoy Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain. Hi, I'm Sandra Champlain. For almost 25 years, I've been on a journey to prove the existence of life after death. On each episode, we'll discuss the reasons we now know that our loved ones have survived physical death. And so will we. Welcome to Shades of the Afterlife. If you've been listening to the show since the beginning, it's been over three months that we've been together. Thank you for being here, being interested. And of course, if you're a first time listener, thank you for joining. What brought you here? That's the question I have for you. Is it a fear of dying? Is it that you've reached a certain age and you start questioning what life is all about and who you are and what is your purpose on planet Earth? Or has a loved one transitioned to the other side and you want to know if they're still alive? And by a loved one, that could be a human being or it can be a pet. And I know full well the unconditional love for animals that makes us love so deeply. In fact, I don't know if you've attended any of our Sunday gatherings. It's our non-denominational, shall I say, church service that we do online on Sundays. I don't really like the word church because I think it has a lot of negative connotations for many people. But we do this non-denominational spiritual service with the music and there's a little prayer and there's healing and there's an address or yeah, I don't want to call it a sermon. I would say it's more of an address. And at the end of every one, we do mediumship demonstrations on our online audience. And so there's usually four to six loved ones that come through from the spirit world, the unseen world, the afterlife. And it is so amazing to witness people, even tuning in for the first time and hearing some of these wonderful reunions from our mediums. It's free, so it doesn't cost anything. You can watch all the replays. But the reason I'm telling you about this is talking about animals and our love for them. The Mother's Day and Father's Day Sunday gatherings that we did this past year, I asked people who were attending ahead of time if they wanted to send a picture of their mom or dad. And so people had about a week to write me, to email me with the pictures of their loved ones. And it wasn't till the last couple of days that most of the pictures came in. And I would think I got about 70 or 80 different pictures of people's loved ones, which was wonderful. And then I put them together for a slideshow and I made like a music video that was inspiring that just made people feel part of the community and honoring their parents. Well, this Sunday, and depending on when you're listening to this, it may have already passed, We are doing a Sunday gathering with the theme of unconditional love. And for me, what represents unconditional love the most is our loved 
pets. You know what it's like to have a dog or cat or bunny rabbit or some people an iguana. (laughs) The love that you can feel from them. And that represents the love that we will all feel when we cross over. And actually, there's love around us by beings that we can't see, our loved ones that have passed on before us. So for this particular Sunday gathering, I sent out an email after the last Sunday gathering saying in one week's time, don't forget to register. And we're going to do it on unconditional love. And if you want to send a picture of your pet, please do. Well, I have to tell you in the first day, I received 145 pictures. So that tells me that our pets can be so loving and loved even more than people. So although this is not an episode about pets in the afterlife, I want to reassure you that your beloved pets have made it safely to the other side. And when it is your time to cross, they will be right there to greet you. Any pet animal that you have loved will be there. Now, don't ask me if a fish comes swimming up to you. I really don't know the answer to that. (laughs) But the whole point is to know that you are deeply, deeply, unconditionally loved. As human beings, we spend so much time in our own brains beating up on ourselves, not good enough. I call it shooting on ourselves, and that is S-H-O-U-L-D, shooting on ourselves, that we should be doing this or we shouldn't be doing that. And it's hard. Every day we wake up with a to-do list in our minds. And I think every night we go to bed disappointed in ourselves that we haven't done so much. One of the reasons why I feel very strongly about having an afterlife show is not just about the afterlife. Because if you were to look at what brought you here to listen, it could be one of the things I mentioned at the beginning, could be something completely different. I know there are people listening who have gotten a diagnosis that they may not be living on planet Earth that much longer and really want to have proof of the afterlife. So, so far in these episodes, I feel like I have jam-packed a whole bunch of information for you to listen to and think about, like really jam-packed it with some good stuff. And certainly there's more to come. But I thought this episode, we should look at what's beneath this, whether it's a fear of dying or a fear of the afterlife or this real desire to know what lies beyond. And if we have that, if we have that understanding that it's all real, what difference is that going to make in your life right now? I think that's really a powerful question to ask. And I know there's been a lot of news lately about the afterlife and people searching on the afterlife, scientists. There's a new Netflix special on called Surviving Death. Um, There's a lot of interest in the topic. And I think it's something that every human being at some point of our lives will look at what is the bigger picture. And I don't 
agree with some of the stuff that is being advertised about the afterlife. Like I've said in previous episodes, I think it's important for us to get our own understanding, our own spiritual beliefs, our own values about life. And it's nice for somebody to say, this is the way it is. But I don't really think anybody's got that answer of exactly how it's going to be. For the over 7 billion people living on planet Earth right now, we all experience life a little bit differently. And I think the same thing's going to happen when we cross over to the other side. There will be differences. So while there might be some similarities, like when we hear about near-death experiences, very often people are pulled to the light. Uh, Very often people hear beautiful music. Very often people have a life review. There are different things, different elements that people see. Uh, Often people see Whatever the religious figure is that's important to your religion will be someone there to greet you. Or if you don't believe in a God and you're not of religion, you might have more of an experience of this universal love. So I think it's important that we contemplate, really contemplate that there is a bigger picture to who we are, what our life is about that we do have this unconditional love that surrounds us. It's easy to turn to television shows and radio shows and things that pop up on social media about life after death, but don't be caught up in thinking that way is the truth. And even with this show, the stuff that I share week after week that are my truths and the things that I believe in, you might not necessarily agree with them because let's face it, some of them are weird. So when you take a movie or a show or a book or something about the afterlife, bounce it off your own detector. I was going to say BS detector, but we know what that means. Bounce it against that to see if it is true and if it is real for you. So like I said, there's some new shows that are out, the new show on Netflix, and there's mixed reviews. There's some of it that I think is very, very good. I haven't seen the whole thing yet, but there's others that I, I as my skeptic self, even raise an eyebrow like, hmm, not sure. But the good news is with anything that you see, it can get you on a journey. It can get you on a discovery. If something seems interesting, Do a little research on it. I was really interested years ago in electronic voice phenomena, and that's the recording of white noise. And it can be water running in the background or a fan blowing or something. Some kind of raindrops even will work. And then when you play it back, you hear voices. Ideally, you hear voices anyways. So I wanted to know about it. And I did a lot of research and I found Tom and Lisa Butler in a great book called There Is No Death and There Are No Dead. And I ended up taking a retreat on it. What I found out from Tom and Lisa is that they worked with Hollywood, a Hollywood studio to teach them everything they knew about electronic voice phenomena, recording EVPs. They were led to believe it would be a different movie than what actually came out. 
from my understanding, they had no idea that the information and the training and the tools that they were giving the studio about what EVP work is all about, it actually turned into a horror film called White Noise. Some people, you may have seen it. I actually, believe it or not, with all the afterlife things that I do, I do not like watching scary movies. So I watched most of it, forced myself through it. But, you know, I have nightmares at night, so I don't like watching scary things. So what kind of messages do come through electronic voice phenomena? What do our loved ones want to tell us? In fact, if you were on the other side and you wanted to give a message to someone here, what would you want to say to them? We'll be back in just a minute. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Don't go anywhere. There's more Shades of the Afterlife coming right up. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger, talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com shades today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot shades. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. She's breathing. Right now? Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle. And I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. 
Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Internet is an extraordinary resource that links our children to a world of information, experiences, and ideas. It can also expose them to risk. Teach your children the basic safety rules of the virtual world. Our children are everything. Do everything for them. Hey, the Coast to Coast AM YouTube channel is waiting for you now. Go to coasttocoastam.com for more information. You're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network with the best shows that explore the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained. You can enjoy all shows on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and I was taking a walk down memory lane when I took a course on electronic voice phenomena. And Tom and Lisa Butler, who wrote the book, There Is No Death and There Are No Dead, who also run the atransc.org, which is the Association of Trans Communication, they had worked with a Hollywood studio, and the studio took their EVP information and turned it into a horror movie called White Noise. While Tom and Lisa Butler were quick to be upset that, hey, everything we trained you guys was telling you that these messages, these electronic voice phenomenon messages come through of love and there's some humor involved and loved ones telling things that like they're witnessing that we're doing right now. There's never been these scary and horror messages coming through. So while it got them upset, what it did was it brought EVP, this the whole art that this is even available, out to the world and people started looking for themselves and trying to do electronic voice phenomena. So if you've heard my earlier episodes, you've known that I went to the retreat center and with my own recording got a loud, clear, good night, Sandra, good night, good night from people in the afterlife. And I was researching and sharing electronic voice phenomena for several years, working with people, doing these recordings, and absolutely brilliant that I was able to hear voices within background sounds. And the skeptical mind could say I was making it up, but the things that I was hearing was actually correct information about the people I was working with. So it's fascinating. If you're interested more, you can look up on YouTube, 
Sherry Pearl. Let me spell her name. S-H-E-R-I, first name. And the last name is Pearl, P-E-R-L. And type in EVP with it. She's got a great video showing how to do electronic voice phenomena work and using recorded sounds of, she calls it gibberish. It's like chopped up human sounds and recording those sounds with the loving intention that a loved one will come through. And then the people in the unseen world, they can rearrange the sounds on the tape recorder or digital recorder or whatever you're using into voices. If this is something you're interested in, I think it's phenomenal, but it takes some time. When we pass into the unseen world, you can call it heaven, you can call it the afterlife. Some people call it the summer land. It is great. And I think it's a world very similar to what we have now, hopefully not the bugs, but I think it is very similar where we still get to learn and we get to advance as souls, but we are not given all knowledge. You know, we are still ourselves. I'd like to think the part of ourselves that shoulds on ourselves, (laughs) that that part goes away, that our ego, our negative thinking, all of those things go away. And we get to look at ourselves from a much higher perspective. But it takes learning on the other side on how to communicate with us back here on earth. So I know it's frustrating if you've had a loved one that has migrated into the afterlife, that you may not be getting signs, you may not see lights flickering, you may not have pennies or dimes everywhere you go. And you may not be getting voices if you turn on your tape recorder and try to capture the EVPs, shall we say. The thing is, your loved ones still love you just as much as they always did, if not even more, you know, they get to see you for who you are, and they get to see your journey through life. But it takes them practice as well. It takes them learning. So if there is an element of afterlife communication that you want to really study and do, talk to your loved one in the unseen world. Let them know what you're up to. Do different procedures and exercises and things like that on a regular basis. Be in communication with them, what's working, what's not working. I know I've spoken about this before, but you can sit with your eyes closed and ask your loved one to come close to you. And you can say closer and closer and closer. You can ask them, depending on who they are, to give you a kiss or to put their hand on your shoulder and just feel if you start feeling goosebumps or you start feeling a little bit differently. You know, this takes being in the present moment and it takes quieting your mind. And it also takes having that belief that this is very real. And our minds, oh my gosh, they have such a hard time believing sometimes in afterlife and the law of attraction and those kind of things. And it's so hard to think that this is is real. And 
I know I've said it before, I don't think we are designed as human beings to remember the big picture all the time. I think when we come here, there's definitely things we need to learn and emotions to feel. And if we knew the big picture 24-7, we wouldn't get the value. We wouldn't get the bang for the buck, so to speak, for our life being on earth. But try as best as you can to believe and to be open and to talk with your loved one. And I find myself when I say, want to talk to my dad who has passed, if I start thinking, hi, dad, how are you? Uh, Send me a sign. My dad was a pilot. So when I see airplanes, I think of my dad. But when I start talking to him in my mind, the next thing I'm thinking of is, ooh, I better wash the dishes or, ooh, what time is it? You know, I need to get this done before the end of the day. And if you or I were having a conversation with someone and all that random mind chatter started coming out of our mouths, it wouldn't be a very powerful conversation. When you verbalize something, and you speak it out loud, you have an opportunity to say just the words you want to say, to think thoughts and speak them, and not let the thoughts of the dishes or whatever else ruin your thought pattern. And why this is important is our loved ones can certainly pick up on our thoughts. And yes, they give us privacy. Don't worry about that. They are not hovering over you in your most intimate moments or when you take the shower or anything like that. They are busy living their lives as well. But they can tune in to our thoughts and when we're thinking of them and when we are having a downtime, you know, a sad time. And I'm witness to this each and every week as our mediums on our Sunday gathering can say as they tap into the soul of someone no longer living and say to the recipient, oh, and you just thought this, you know, your father or your mother is telling me you just thought this or you just did this. And it's amazing that they are there and they are witnessing what we're doing. And I think they're cheering us on. They really are. But to develop that relationship with them, verbalize it. Talk to them like I'm talking to you right now. Say it out loud. And like I said, it gets our thoughts even clearer, and we speak more clearer so that they don't have to try to work their way through jumbled thought patterns, trying to understand what it is you're trying to say. So from their side, if they hear a very loud, clear voice talking to them that I want to start doing electronic voice phenomena, or I would like to feel your presence, I would like to feel you close next to me. So every morning as I'm having coffee, let's say, If you're sitting there alone, you can say to your loved one, can you be with me? Can you be with me when I'm having coffee? And take a few minutes every time and say, okay, let's try this again. You walk up close to me and say, give me a kiss on my cheek or put a hand on my shoulder and I want to see if I can feel it. And so you can do that and you can let them know, you know what, I can't feel you today. Can you try to learn more, see what you need to do energetically, and we'll try this again tomorrow. 
So you think about it, if you are now transported into the unseen world, into the afterlife, here you are and your loved one still remains on earth. Now you know you've survived physical death, but they're trying to find any reason to believe that it's true. So they're watching TV shows, they're reading books, they're going to mediums. And meanwhile, you're standing by their side every step of the way saying, I'm right here and you just can't feel me. You just can't hear me. But I am screaming as loud as I can. I'm waving my arms in front of your face. I'm trying to do signs. I'm trying to think things that are shared memories so I can plant them in your imagination. I can plant them in your dreams. And so your loved one at earth is thinking, oh, it was just a dream. It was just my imagination. When I took courses in mediumship, and I still do on Thursdays uh, online with Phil and Carrie, our medium friends, it's interesting to me to know that the way we communicate with the unseen world and the way they communicate with us is through our own imagination. And a lot of times you might not think you have an imagination, but you do. You know, if I were to have you imagine right now um, walking into the front door of wherever you live, pulling out the key, hearing the sound of the keys, putting the key into the door, into the lock and turning it and coming inside and maybe turn it's evening and turning on the light and where do you do with your keys and what do you do next and have you see your your life you, you know you can visualize it and so what's interesting is yes you do have an imagination but that's the imagination that the afterlife people use so they can only put into your imagination something that you've seen or that you've experienced before to use your own memories. We'll be back in just a minute and talk a little bit more about how our friends in the spirit world use our imagination. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, 
personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think, it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. In the recent history of documentary filmmaking, one scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in The Jinx. Now the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Did you know that tests that could save your life from cancer are now available for little or no cost thanks to the health care law called the Affordable Care Act? Let this be the year you get screening tests that can help detect cancer early when it's most treatable. Don't let concerns get in your way. Talk to a doctor or other medical professional to learn more about the best cancer testing options for you. The Art Bell Vault has classic audio waiting for you now. Go to coasttocoastam.com for details. My name is Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com. Over five years ago, George Norrie approached me with a unique concept, a dating site for people searching for someone with interests in UFOs, ghosts, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, and the paranormal. From that, ParanormalDate.com was born. It's a unique site for unique people, and it's free to join to look around. If you want to upgrade and enjoy more of our great features, use promo code GEORGE for a great discount. So check it out. You got nothing to lose. ParanormalDate.com. This is George Norrie, and you're listening to the new iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network, heard on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite shows. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and I was just explaining how during mediumship readings and spirit communication, they work with us soul to soul through our own imagination, through our own memories. I've worked with people doing these uh, paired exercises through the website Zoom, online meetings, and It doesn't matter if you're with a person or they're 3,000 miles away. We as mediums, and by the way, if you're a human being, you are a medium, you have the soul power, you can connect with the soul of not only the person that you see across from you on your computer or your iPad, 
but you can pick up on the soul of their loved ones as well. So I've had so many opportunities that I am so grateful for. One time, there was a group of people that we were in private groups on Zoom, and there were several of us. And in my mind, I see a picture of my grandmother. I see her sitting in her chair. And Grammy had this knack of all of her magazines. She would fold down the corners of the pages if there was something that she liked or something she wanted to go back to. I think they call it dog earing the pages. But that's what she did. And so while I had the intention of bringing through a loved one for this group of people that I was with online, that's the image that I saw. Now, my mind went to... It's just my grandmother. So this has to be something coming from my imagination. Or so I thought. But the instruction is to verbalize what it is that you see or feel. And so I said, okay, I feel like someone's grandmother's here and that she lived alone. And what she would do is sit in her chair and all of her magazines had the dog ear, you know, had the pages crimped over. And Also, that after she passed, you found piles and piles of her magazines, and they all had this crimping over. And sure enough, one of the guys in the group said, I can understand that. And so, okay, so then I look back at what's in my imagination, and there were some different things. There were some things that I can see I did with my dad that... I didn't do with my grandmother, but I said, okay, I can see you doing this and that. And he says, yes. And then I said, I got back the feeling that I had with my grandmother that I would take her shopping and I would do so much. And I said, okay, and you took her shopping and you were very, very close. In fact, she confided in you where she didn't confide in other people and where she was prim and proper with Most people in the world, she could let her hair down and really be herself when she was with you and even gossip a little. And he said, yeah, absolutely. And so then what was very interesting, and again, this came through my imagination, is I felt somebody pinching my cheek and saying, that's my boy, that's my boy. And I actually felt it in my imagination that this was happening. And so this young man said, that's what she'd always do to me. She'd pinch my cheek and say, that's my boy. Don't discard things that come into your imagination like they're not real, like it's not your loved one, because that's how they use it. Now, one of the things that's so difficult for many of us is to quiet our mind, is to get to that place of nothingness. Even right now, if I ask you to quiet your mind, go ahead, do it. Well, how long is it till another thought just creeps back in? So it's very, very difficult to do. There's something called sitting in the power. You might have heard me mention this before that mediums and psychics do. And it's even something many people do, not realizing that they're doing it. It's a way of sort of recharging our own spiritual battery. So if you imagine your cell phone, or your tablet, you need to plug it in so it will work, right? You need to plug it in so it will charge. The very best mediums that I know do this practice on a daily basis, and they will have that love and intention 
and ask. You know, you can pray, you can talk to your spirit friends, God, the universe, whoever, that you really want to strengthen your own soul power, your connection that you have with this unseen world around you. And help me do that. And so you put that intention out to the atmosphere, the cosmos, whomever you call it, and then concentrate on just your breathing. And try to be still, try to be in the present moment. You can certainly have music on, you don't have to. It's interesting, there's different ways of sitting in the power. It's not quite meditation, because meditation, somebody's leading you through a forest or on a beach or down a hallway and opening a door. It's a very busy kind of a thing. Whereas sitting in the power is something where you just can quiet your mind and kind of zone out. And what happens is often you start questioning, did I just fall asleep? And it's good to sit in the power while you're sitting in a chair because lying in bed, you can fall asleep quick. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, if you do have trouble sleeping, it's a really good exercise to do. But sitting in the power is kind of like how people work out their muscles to get stronger. It gives us a deeper connection to our own soul, to our own soul power. Over the past many months, we have been dealing with being housebound quite a bit because COVID-19 is out in the world as the show is being recorded. Interestingly enough, we have been doing a lot of things online. And so we do courses with the physical medium, Scott Milligan, and the evidential mediums, Carrie McLeod and Philip Dykes, who I think are the best and the best of the business. But we do these things called sitting in the power. They're free. You can listen if you like. I know we've got some of them on YouTube. Or if you go to my website, sandrachamplain.com, and you click on store, just scroll down because there's some different sitting in the power events that we had done and just about an hour or so or an opportunity to clear your mind and to be part of it all, you know, the bigger picture. I find for myself, it's not only relaxing, but it's grounding. And there can be thoughts that come into your mind, into your imagination, you can see faces of your loved ones, you can get thoughts that come in that seem from out of nowhere about maybe you've got a problem or something that is going on. I can't remember if it was Einstein or Edison. I actually think it was Einstein. He would hold a couple of metal balls in his hands over some metal plates and he would get into this mindset. And if he dropped the balls, that meant he fell asleep and it would wake himself up. But he attributed so much of these insights that he got and ideas to relaxing in the mind and being in that power. Now, there's certain ways that you can train to use that sitting in the power for healing and for personal development. You know, the more we do it, the more we can work out our own stuff. You know, some of this stuff 
gets worked out in your dreams. Those of us who've had nightmares or you have continuous dreams about the same thing. I think it's our subconscious trying to release some of these emotions and some of these things that are going on. But researching the afterlife, which is a great thing, can do the opposite of what we want it to do. There are people out there that can't live their own life unless they know that their loved one has moved on or they're stuck in grief. They are stuck in such a state of depression because their loved one has moved on and they're not able to move on. Everything that I do and every show that I record or any one of my past episodes that you can find on YouTube of anything that I've done, there is a common denominator under all of it. And actually, there's two common denominators. One is without the fear of dying, you don't have a fear of living. So let me say that again, without the fear of dying, you don't have the fear of living. So if you were to really know, really know that you close your eyes here one last time, and then you open them somewhere glorious with your loved ones and your pets coming to greet you, that this life is for a purpose and that there's things that we can experience here that we can't experience anywhere else. So really knowing that the afterlife is real can give us some power in our life to not be so significant. Obviously, life is serious, but we can put it in perspective. We can look at what really matters. We don't have to should on ourselves so much. We can live the life we want and design the life we want. And yes, we still have our responsibilities, but we can make sure our life is satisfying, enriching. We're doing the things that really make a difference to our soul. I mean, we each have passions. We each have things we want to do more of. And I'm sure you know what your things would be if you just had more time to do them. Also, the other reason for this show is helping people through grief. Although it's not a show on grief, Grief is something that leads us to want to know about the afterlife, wants us to know if our loved ones have survived. I haven't spoken about this yet, but if you are someone who has a loved one, whether human or pet, that has migrated to the other side, just a few basic things. Anytime we suffer from a loss, and this could also be if you've been diagnosed with an illness or say you've lost your job, there is uncertainty in our life. We don't know how it's going to go. And there is this feeling of loss. There is this thing called grief that is autopilot. You know, we don't choose to grieve. You may be experiencing grief right now. So when we get back from the break, we'll talk a little bit more about it and what we can do to ease the pain. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Don't go anywhere. There's more Shades of the Afterlife coming right up. started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. 
It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hey folks, it's easier than ever to become a Coast to Coast AM insider and have access to past shows, the Art Bell Vault with classic audio and interviews, and so much more. And you can listen to the show live or on demand with your computer or cell phone, and the audio streams are high quality and crystal clear. It's easy to become an insider. Just head on over to coasttocoastam.com, the website, and you'll find all the info right there. That's coasttocoastam.com, coasttocoastam.com. 
Coast to Coast AM mobile app is here and waiting for you right now. And with the app, you can hear classic shows from the past seven years, listen to the current live show, and get access to the Art Bell Vault where you can listen to uninterrupted audio. Head on over to the coasttocoastam.com website. We have a handy video guide to help you get the most out of your mobile app usage. All the info is waiting for you now at coasttocoastam.com. That's coasttocoastam.com. The best afterlife information you can get while you're alive. Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain. Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we're talking a little bit about grief, which brings many of us to research the afterlife. Anytime we love someone, there is a connection that is formed within us, and it's a chemical one. And so while we may be feeling love for someone, that is also some kind of a chemical connection that we have created in our being. Don't ask me how it all works, but it happens. You know, our cars, our vehicles need different things to keep them running, like gasoline and oil and power steering fluid and windshield wiper fluid and brake fluid and all those kind of things. Well, we as human beings have these things running through us as well. We have different neurotransmitters, they're called. And when we grieve, when there is a loved one who passes, or we have one of these life-altering things happen, imagine your car loses 90% of these fluids all at the same time. Well, it's not going to run very well. And there's a lot of repairs that need to happen. But when we're living our life and we go through one of these losses, we lose a significant amount of these neurotransmitters. And it feels awful. We don't work right. We are very sad. We're crying. We are in a state of pain. You know, I have been there. I haven't experienced all the different kinds of grief, but I have experienced it enough to know that it it is a long road to try to get ourselves healthy again. And why this is important is you and I both know that there's a huge amount of suicide going on right now on the planet. There's a huge amount of depression. There's a huge amount of people taking antidepressants. There's a lot going on. And just to let people know that it's like the car that loses all the fluids at the same time, we go through this when we grieve. And so I'm asking wherever you are, or if you know somebody that's going through this, be gentle, be gentle on yourself be gentle on other people. It's great to do research on the afterlife and start feeling that, oh, my loved one is still around. That can help bring up these levels of neurotransmitters. Also things like, I was just talking about sitting in the power or any time that we can quiet our mind and be really in the present moment. Even if you're out for a walk, try not to let the thoughts bother you. Just let them come in and let them go and walk and pay attention to nature or your surroundings. If you're talking to another person, be so present and in the moment that you're 100% with them. You'll also find you're a better listener and better communicator that way too. But do things that bring you joy. I have a friend named Nancy who 
God lover, right before my dad passed, I had a very tough day that there was a lot of family feuds going on. And when my siblings were in the hospital with my dad, they didn't want me in the room. And emotions can get very, very high just before somebody passes. And the grief process can happen before someone passes. So anger is a part of it. Miscommunications are a part of it. There's a lot. Bottom line is Nancy said, let's get your mind off of this for a while. And so she took me to a dog place. You know, they were selling puppies. I call it a dog place. It wasn't really a pet store, but it was of some sort. But you could actually get in the pens with the puppies and play with them. So there I was having dogs lick my face and crawling all over me. And as much as my mind wanted to be back in the hospital room and knowing my dad had a few hours, maybe a day left before he passed, I had to be present with those puppies. Well, it's things like that that bring up the neurotransmitters again, that bring up this level within you um, of strength. And so there are things like listening to your favorite music or being with people you love or watching a funny movie. And I know throughout the whole thing, you can't stay focused on it, but do the best you can. Anytime that you can feel a little better will really help you and will help you get you stronger. So my goal today in this particular episode is not to throw just tons and tons and tons of afterlife evidence on you. It's to get you to really think about your life and how would you live your life really knowing that the afterlife is real. It's tough because again, I think as human beings that we're designed to not remember who we really are. And even me, I mean, it's been 25 years that I've been researching the afterlife and doing interviews with people and all kinds of things. You know, I've done some live conferences about the afterlife I can still have a down day that I think, did I make all this stuff up? Is this just my imagination? And so I'm thankful for things like our Sunday gatherings, which is free, by the way, and the online courses and the things that we do and the conversations that I've had and watching programs, whether it's something on Netflix or Amazon Prime or TV or, you know, there's all kinds of things you can research even on YouTube about all these topics afterlife related, you know, that help us remember the bigger picture. And so when we live our life and we can sit here and visualize that our favorite people that have no, that are no longer walking the planet, that they are by our sides and they're cheering us on in the toughest times. And they're asking us, quiet your mind. I'm trying to get in touch with you. The things you're thinking are your imagination, they aren't. You know, I'm working on this too. Sonia Rinaldi, we spoke to in the very first episode of Shades of the Afterlife. And she is the scientist in Brazil that not only records voices from the afterlife, but she is recording pictures from the afterlife. If you haven't heard that episode, I really recommend it. She will videotape things like uh, static energy from the television or 
different ways that she does it. Sometimes she uses vapor, steam, things like that. And she'll video them. And then she'll go through frame by frame by frame. And there are faces of loved ones in them. And while it may seem that the mind can create a face, or if you were to hear a garbled sound, our mind can probably put a word in there. And that all sounds like it's possible. And I do think there are people doing what's called trans images and thinking there are people from the afterlife, but really they're just our minds creating that. In fact, I took a picture of the moon once. It was really beautiful. And I could see a lady's silhouette And I thought, oh my gosh, that must be me taking a picture and it must be my grandmother. And this was way back in the day. But I didn't realize till I did a lot of investigations that that's the moon. You know, there is a part of the moon that actually looks like a lady's silhouette that wasn't my grandmother coming in to say hello. So our minds can create things. But what's neat about Sonia's is the faces are so real. It's not that our mind is trying to put it together that maybe that's a face. It's very, very real. And many months ago, I filmed a special with her that again, you can still find at the website. We caught up on some of the work that she had done. And it's just amazing. Now it's been probably about six months since we've done that. And just coming up, we will be doing that again. And she's doing something, and I don't know exactly, but she's working with people through the computer, through Skype, through Zoom, and then projecting their picture into some kind of a device and recording it. There's different faces that appear over the person's face, and they're pictures of people's loved ones. And I just think it's fascinating, fascinating. So if you listen to this after the fact, I will certainly have the recording up again. It will be at sandrachamplain.com. That's a good home base for everything that you can find out that I'm up to. The only other thing I really want to say to you is practice. If this is a subject that is of interest to you, say it's getting in touch with your loved ones, say it's doing electronic voice phenomena, or say it's doing remote viewing, or say it's doing psychic work or mediumship, often we get beginner's luck. We will know something about someone that we shouldn't know. I mean, have you ever had that happen? Have you ever had a moment where, say, you knew something about someone and they never told you? Or you knew the phone was going to ring and that you knew who it was? Or that you're with somebody and you say this very same thing at the very same time? You'll find if you take a class on psychic abilities or mediumship, you could have beginner's luck. You could have this little taste of knowing something. And I like to think that the universe, the spirit world, whoever you want to say, plants these experiences in us so that we know that there's something more. But what it takes is practice. It takes learning things like sitting in the power, quieting our mind, making this commitment with our loved one in the unseen world that on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, when I have my coffee, I'm going to work with you and to feel your presence or feel what you're trying to say and listen. You know, we have different ways that we can experience our psychic nature and the afterlife. They're called the clairs. There's clairaudience, there's clairvoyance, 
there's clear sentience. So those are hearing, seeing, and feeling. And there's other ones as well. Clear olfactory, which would be smelling, uh, clear gustinance, which would be tasting. And so if you're really present, not only could you see or maybe hear in your ears, your mind's ears, your psychic ears, or see, but have the feeling of another person, have memories, have the taste or the smell of something, you know, a cinnamon roll that your grandmother used to bake. If you were in the afterlife and you knew a loved one wants to be with you and you're doing everything you can to learn how to convey your thoughts and messages to that other person and they're not getting them. I know myself, I would go to whatever halls of learning there are to learn whatever must be that I must learn to be able to do this. There's no way they'd give up on you, so don't give up on them. Keep practicing. This is Sandra Champlain, and you've been listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And if you like this episode of Shades of the Afterlife, wait until you hear the next one. Thank you for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.